What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S., with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. It's Monday, March 6th. I'm Trayvo Anderson. And I'm Josie Duffy Rice. And this is What a Day, where Chris Rock's new special has reminded us that the slop was only one year ago and not one million years ago, which is crazy. I thought we had gotten past it. I thought we had moved on. But as we knew, Mm. here we are again. Here we are again. What goes around comes around or something. On today's show, the UN has reached a deal to protect ocean life on the high seas. Plus, after nearly 20 years on the air, Rachel Ray is putting down the EVOO. But first, a second Norfolk Southern train derailed in Ohio over the weekend. On Saturday, 28 cars of a 212-car train went off the track near Springfield, which is about a three-and-a-half-hour drive from East Palestine. But unlike the train that derailed in East Palestine, this one did not involve the release of any hazardous materials. The train was traveling from Bellevue, Ohio, to Birmingham, Alabama, with a two-person crew. The train was carrying some industrial chemicals, some of which I cannot pronounce. I won't even try to do that on the air for you all. We're being told that none of it is toxic, but you know, if we can't pronounce it, then I think Mm. that that is proof enough for me that perhaps it isn't good for Mm -hmm. the environment and residents, even if it might not also be bad. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, officials did issue a precautionary shelter-in-place order for residents within 1,000 feet of the crash site, but that was lifted early on Sunday. And after a few sweeps, officials have said the derailment has posed no risk to the environment or the public, and no injuries were reported. This feels bananas to me. To Norfolk Southern? hmm It's a lot to do this again. Mm-hmm. Do we know how this happened? Like, what's going on? We don't really know much yet. The Federal Railroad Administration is going to investigate the situation, though. But as I mentioned, right, this is now the second train derailment to happen in Ohio in less than a month, and both trains right. were operated by Norfolk Southern. So, right. of course, everybody, you know, across the political spectrum, Republicans and Democrats, have questions for the company as they debate the need for new railway safety legislation. 
And as part of that, Norfolk Southern CEO Alan Shaw will testify before the Senate's Environment and Public Works Committee on Thursday. He was originally supposed to speak on the East Palestine derailment, but I'm sure they will be questioning him about this one near Springfield as well now. And speaking of East Palestine, just a quick update there. In the month since the derailment that released poisonous fumes into the air and killed thousands of fish, many residents are now questioning, is it safe to still live in that community? Here's a bit from a town hall that was held there last week, and you can hear some of the residents' frustration. My grandchildren, my children, wow. It's not safe here, sir. We're sick. If they sat in your neighborhood, would it have been cleaned up a lot faster? People that have symptoms... They shouldn't be dismissed. And I'll just note, as you heard in the last part of that clip, even though officials have said that the air and water in the area is safe to consume, they've told the residents that they can come back to their homes. Residents have also been reporting a variety of new health problems, including rashes, nausea, bloody noses, and trouble breathing. My gosh, that's just... Horrifying. So how exactly are officials responding, especially given that there's a whole new derailment now? Yeah, so we should say that Norfolk Southern did commit to paying for all of the cleanup and all of the rest of the fallout from the East Palestine derailment. Well, I would hope so. Yeah, and now the EPA is threatening a $70,000 a day fine for the company if it ends up falling short on cleaning up or paying for the impact of the train wreck. And the Pennsylvania Attorney General's office has said that they're going to investigate Norfolk Southern after receiving a criminal referral from state officials. So, you know, I think they would like us to believe that they're doing their best considering the circumstances, right? No one expected either of these derailments to happen. But, you know, sometimes doing one's best isn't enough. The community there still has questions about their livelihood, ultimately, and how this will forever change what they once considered to be their home. So more to come there for sure. Yeah, thank you for that, Travel. Now on to another important topic, voting rights. On Sunday, President Biden flew to Selma for the anniversary of Bloody Sunday, where he gave a speech at the Edmund Pettus Bridge. The speech focused on the importance of voting rights, which Biden described as, quote, under assault by conservative lawmakers and the Supreme Court. I think that is an accurate description of what we are living through. Yeah. For those who don't know about Bloody Sunday, though, could you give them a a little history lesson real quick? Yeah, so Bloody Sunday happened during the 1965 Selma to Montgomery marches, which were organized in support of voting rights for Black people. And on March 7th of that year, police and state troopers beat, harassed, and tear-gassed hundreds of civil rights marchers, including John Lewis, as they crossed the Edmund Pettus Bridge. Lewis, of course, would become a congressman here in Atlanta 20 years later. Yeah, and if you're not familiar with this situation, there's a great movie recommendation I'm going to make for all my Disney kids out there. It's called Selma, Lord Selma. Such a good one. Um, starring a young Journey Smollett. Mm. She's really good in it. Yes. And if you don't know about this, you should. You absolutely should. You absolutely should. And ever since, that bridge has held significance for the fight for voting rights and the efforts to prevent Black people in particular from voting that continue even now. Yeah, as two Black people from the South, mm-hmm. Cravel and I have... <laughs> Been hearing about this for many years. Um, And we've seen many presidents and leaders come to the bridge over the past 60 years and speak out for voting rights, right? And Biden's visit, I think, has particular significance because 
of these renewed efforts to prevent people from voting that we've seen and just, you know, just recently. Especially so, right? And right. now we're basically in a presidential election cycle now. That's um, right. With right. All of that happening. And so we've seen, as you mentioned, a lot of these efforts kind of ramp up, especially so after the 2020, quote unquote, stop the steal foolishness that we've still been dealing with. Right. And look, over the past decade or so, it's been a troublesome time for voting rights in this country. Like since we saw the VRA get gutted in Shelby. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's only gotten worse since 2020. And so Biden mentioned this in his speech. And this fundamental right remains under assault. Conservative Supreme Court has gutted the Voting Rights Act over the years. Since the 2020 election, a wave of states and dozens, dozens of anti-voting laws fueled by the big lie and the election deniers now elected to office. The big lie is right. And under Chief Justice John Roberts, the Supreme Court is primed to go even further under this current conservative 6-3 court. Currently, they're considering a case about what CNN calls a, quote, long dormant legal theory called the Independent State Legislature Doctrine that would give state legislatures unprecedented power to control elections without any oversight or constraints from state courts. That case, Moore v. Harper, is an extreme partisan attempt by Republicans to draw explicitly gerrymandered districts, prevent people from voting, and not have to deal with pesky checks and balances, basically the basis of our entire constitutional system. Mm -hmm. We talked about this case on our show from December 5th, and we will link to it in our show notes. But this case is a big deal. Under a slightly more normal Supreme Court, it's safe to say the theory wouldn't even be considered. But under our current Supreme Court, there's real concern that the justices will go as far to endorse it. However, just last Thursday, the court asked the parties in the case to file additional briefs, which some experts said was an indication they will basically punt the case. So maybe they won't vote in favor of totally eradicating the right to vote. But Mm -hmm. the fact that we even have to ask that question is a concern, right? Right. And we know that Biden has tried to pass voting rights legislation in his time as president, but was dealing with some issues. Where does all that stand? Yeah, dealing with some issues— is correct. And it's not good. It doesn't stand in a good place. Biden mentioned in his speech the importance of passing voting rights legislation, including the legislation named after my former congressman, John Lewis, who passed away months before Biden was elected. We know that we must get the votes in Congress to pass the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act and the Freedom to Vote Act. I made it clear I will not let a filibuster obstruct the sacred right to vote. Well... Yes and no, because (laughs) it did obstruct the sacred right to vote, right, Mm -hmm. for the first couple of years of his presidency. And it's not just the filibuster that stands in his way now. Now that Republicans have a majority in the House, Democrats are faced with a particularly uphill struggle. It's not looking great for passing strong voting rights legislation Mm -hmm. under Biden, at least his first term. And we will, of course, keep you updated on these promises to protect voting rights. But that is the latest for now. Now let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. 
Walgreens announced on Friday it will not sell the abortion pill Mifepristone in 20 states, even in places where abortion is still technically legal. The decision comes after Republican attorneys general from those states threatened to take legal action against the pharmacy chain if it began to dispense the drug. Back in January, Walgreens and other chains initially said they would carry it when the FDA finalized new rules to expand access to the pill. The company says it still plans to distribute Mifepristone in places where access to abortion has not been contested. Amazon paused construction on its second headquarters in Arlington, Virginia on Friday. This comes two months after the Seattle-based company announced it plans to cut 18,000 corporate jobs, its largest round of layoffs ever. An Amazon spokesperson says the delay, which affects the sprawling complex known as Pin Place, comes amid a reassessment of the space to account for remote work. The company has already wrapped construction on the first phase of the campus, which is right across the street, and has hired more than 8,000 people to work there when it opens its doors in June. The new timeline to complete the project has yet to be determined. Amazon originally planned to finish it by 2025. Nearly 200 UN member states have finally agreed on a historic treaty to protect the world's oceans. It's a long-awaited update to an agreement originally signed in the 1980s that explicitly sets out to safeguard marine biodiversity in the vast parts of the ocean known as the high seas. And yes, that is an actual legal term, the more you know. Those are areas that lie at least 200 nautical miles beyond each country's territorial waters. If you add them all together, those regions make up nearly half of the entire surface of the planet. And the world's oceans could use a break for sure. Scientists say marine life, as well as the billions of people who rely on the ocean for food and their livelihoods, are under increasing threat from human-driven climate change, overfishing, and even mining for minerals along the seafloor. Once ratified, the treaty will establish a regulatory body to enforce those protections and create new marine protected areas in international waters. While tech journalists are out there goading AI into declaring its unconditional love for them, doctors and other medical professionals are hoping to use it to save lives. According to a recent report by The New York Times, clinics in Hungary have been using artificial intelligence since 2021 to scan thousands of patients for breast cancer. So far, AI has been able to spot signs of cancer at least as well as a human radiologist. Their success has inspired doctors in other parts of Europe to experiment with AI in their practices. But some challenges remain. Medical experts caution that the technology needs to show it can produce accurate results for a much wider population of patients. And right now, it may not be able to catch more complex types of cancers. Daytime TV is losing one of the good ones, so you know we're not talking about Dr. Oz. The Rachel Ray Show is winding down this spring after 17 seasons on the air. Ray is a protege of Oprah Winfrey, who, like Drs. Oz and Phil, went on to start her own daytime talk show. But instead of promoting baseless medical claims or questionable tough love, she taught America how to cook. Her show was one of daytime television's biggest hits, though its ratings took a dive in recent years. Ray said in a statement announcing the news last week that she plans to work on her own newly launched production company once the show ends its current season. Shout out to Rachel Ray. I stand Rachel Ray over here. Maybe you should take over her spot. Have you thought about it? Maybe I should. Maybe you should. I got some recipes I could teach the people. Look, whatever you make will be great. I'm here for it. <laughs> Almost 50 years after its inaugural race, 33 sled teams from across the globe kicked off the 2023 Iditarod Trail Sled Dog Race, departing from Willow, Alaska, for a nearly 1,000-mile trek 
across the Alaskan wilderness. The journey, which will take the mushers across frozen lakes and streams, as well as over two mountain ranges as they race to the finish line in Noam, will take about 10 days to complete. To borrow a phrase, woof. (laughs) Get it? This year's competition pool is the smallest ever with one fewer team than the maiden 1973 race. Among this year's competitors are two defending champions, nine rookie mushers, and a reality TV star from National Geographic's Life Below Zero. Conspicuously missing from the lineup, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character from the 2002 movie Snow Dogs. You know... Cuba Gooding Jr. is busy. Yes. Working through some things. Dealing with some legal trouble. You know, Working absolutely. Absolutely. However, I do think it's worth mentioning that another thing we could do, other than taking over Rachel Ray, yes, I inserted myself into this plan, is <laughs> do some dog sledding. Mm-mm. Okay, but... We are <laughs> black people, Josie. <laughs> From the South. <laughs> From the South, especially. We are not built for the cold. <laughs> However, we would do terribly, and we would be like comic relief for the other people. Let's talk about it more off air. How about that? We'll talk about it more. We'll talk about it more. Okay. (laughs) Deal. And those are the headlines. We'll be back after some ads to mourn the end of the line for DC's most puzzling power couple. What a Day is brought to you by Monarch Money. Are you saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation? Monarch makes it easy to help you reach your financial goals. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, your investments, transactions, and more all in one place. You can create custom budgets, track your progress towards financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. really just makes it easy. After trying out Monarch for yourself, you'll understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash wad. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash wad for your extended 30-day free trial. What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit betterhelp.com slash wad today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash wad. It's Monday, Wad Squad, and today we're doing a segment called Wad Remembers, where you bid a fond farewell to something that's not a person, but has still enriched our lives over the years and is still about to be 
dead. After a Page Six report late Friday night broke the story, former Trump advisor Kellyanne Conway and her husband George Conway confirmed Saturday they are divorcing after 22 years of marriage. If those two crazy kids who were always arguing publicly can't make it, what chance do the rest of us have? Kellyanne and George were truly the will they, won't they, why they of the Trump administration era. So we'd like to say a few words. Travel, take it away. You know, <laughs> I will miss the ability to like see Kellyanne Conway say something publicly and then see her husband tweet the exact opposite <laughs> mere minutes later. And if you ever needed lessons on marriage, right? We had it right there. We had it right there. Look, if you're in a relationship and you sometimes wonder, is this normal? You could always go to George Conway's Twitter feed and be like, it could be worse. <laughs> I could be publicly disparaging my wife, which by the way, I'm team George. Like his wife was an idiot. <laughs> Well, you know, in their joint press release that they put out, you know, they say that they might disagree on a number of things, but they're united when it comes to the children. They're united when it comes to not wanting to be together. (laughs) You know, they're consciously uncoupling. They're consciously uncoupling. Yeah. And we love that for them, I suppose. I love this for George. Can't wait to see George online dating. Will he be on Tinder? Will he be on Bumble? I don't know. (laughs) His future as a bad person that's just not bad enough to work in the Trump administration is endless. He has so many options. Can't wait to see who he ends up with. (laughs) Or maybe he will just, you know, go solo dolo for the rest of his life. That would be beautiful. You know? That would be beautiful. In fact, be a bachelor. I support both of them, never finding, (laughs) (laughs) keeping it to themselves for the rest of time. Keeping it to themselves. That's the best way to say it. That was Wad Remembers. Goodbye, George and Kellyanne. Thank you both for always reminding the single people out there that it could actually be much, much worse. Oh, yeah. One more thing before we go, love it or leave it, the funniest week in review variety show you'll ever hear now has its very own YouTube channel. Just type love it or leave it into YouTube's search bar to check out new episodes and share some of the best moments from each week's show. Don't forget to subscribe to hear new episodes every Saturday wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're in the LA area, check it out live every Thursday at Dynasty Typewriter. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, divorce your enemy, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just Rachel Ray cookbooks like me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at cricket.com slash subscribe. I'm Josie Duffy Rice. I'm Trayvell Anderson. And, and mush, mush dogs, dogs mush. mush. I love mush. You I just want to join so I can be a musher. I think that's a cool name for a thing. I think we can figure out a way for you to mush somewhere <laughs> else. You know, that's not Alaska. <laughs> Uh, I can't think of anybody worse at dog sled racing than myself. I truly can't imagine. Maybe my two-year-old, but I honestly think she could beat me. What a Day is a production of Cricket Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Jazzy Marine and Raven Yamamoto are our associate producers. Our head writer is Jossie Kaufman, and our executive producer is Lita Martinez. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka.
As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made In Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made In Cookware. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I love the book, The Power Broker, the epic biography of former New York City planner Robert Moses. So I'm breaking it down 100 pages at a time and talking to special guests about why this book matters, like Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I actually think if it wasn't for Robert Moses, I probably wouldn't have run for Congress. Listen to 99% Invisible's breakdown of The Power Broker every month on the 99% Invisible podcast feed.